Hey friends, welcome to the Lucky Few podcast, where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Mercedes, and I'm excited to introduce my husband, Andy, um, who is wonderful and also a part of the Lucky Few podcast. Okay, babe, tell us what you do. Hey, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, I am a freelance creative director uh, specializing in photography and video and uh, most recently a lot of podcasting. So, um, yes, I am the producer of the Lucky Few podcast in addition to uh, the Advocate Like a Mother podcast and um, some other shows uh, that I've done. And it's the best. I love podcasting and I love being on the show. Yay. Thank you all for joining us. And today we are talking about traveling with the Laras. Ooh. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> traveling with kids. Get ready, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. Okay, so traveling... Babe, we always talk about how important and fun it is, but also difficult and challenging. Right. It is to travel with kids. Um, but I wanted to quickly share maybe our family values of why we do it. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. we take day trips, um, intentional outings, and then go for the big vacations. Um, we go in knowing it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Take some planning, but in that planning, you have to be flexible mm-hmm. um, and you do the best you can for success and also knowing that it's out of your control, but <laughs> 100% worth it. Um, the benefits, I wrote down, I jotted down some notes while I was thinking about this. I feel, and you could tell me how you feel, the benefits of vacationing as a family is I think experiencing something new as a family brings together bond and friendship. Um, and that I think for in the long run goes past just loving each other because we are family, but loving each other and having a friendship and we actually like each other. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's our goal is setting that foundation now for a long lasting friendship with our family, mm-hmm. with our little family that we're building. Um, I think it also builds trust, too, and bravery within our kids, builds character, and for everybody involved, because (laughs) us taking care of them in new and different environments, it just is doing something to my character. I feel like I'm being reshaped all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Family memories, of course. I want them to remember their childhood as full of adventure, trying new things, and that you and I... My darling, we're a big part of that. Right. Um, How about you, babe? What do you think the benefits and you being the dad and husband to me of traveling and making memories and vacationing and all that jazz? Um, I agree with everything you said. I think the things that the probably the two things out of what you said that are most important to me, um, I think, is the idea of character building. Um, Doing adventures and new things, I think, is really important that way. I think especially like you said doing things that are new together 
put your mind in a different state of awareness. So you experience things differently. You're looking for things differently. Your mind is just working different. And I think if a child's mind paired with an adult's mind in that moment um, are together in it, it it creates a tighter bond, like you said, as a family. But I think raising, you know, what will be three boys by the end of the year and oh, our yeah, sunflower. Oh, yeah, because we're pregnant. Right, yeah. Um, it's. I think there is somewhat of a a, a really beautiful deeper sense for me as a father raising boys like I want to do it well because I want them to be you know as if whether they choose to be or not I would love if my three boys were leaders in their community leaders in their families um, as they got older and they need to kind of develop I think some of those characters of bravery and courageousness and a bit a sense of fearlessness but like a sense of wisdom and um, you know looking looking uh for spaces in which they can experience the world in healthy ways, um, opposed to finding other outlets out of, you know, suppression from not getting out and doing things later in life. So I think building this into our family, that we travel, that we do things together, that we go places, we experience new things. I want that to be a model for our family and for our kids. Mm -hmm. And it's fun having Sunflower as our oldest. Sunflower is our only girl and our oldest who has Down syndrome because she's kind of a go-getter. She's um, fearless and adventurous and quite sporty. So she actually pushes me to do things because I'm her mom and she's like, I want to experience that. And I never want to hold her back. So I'm like, okay, it looks like I'm doing that too. <laughs> so she pushes me, which is great. But okay, this is a funny example. But I think by doing this vacation, doing vacations, going out on outings, trying new things as a family is kind of like team building. <laughs> you know how jobs sure. will do that oh yeah right. you go and you do a ropes course together and you guys accomplish something yeah i feel like that's what we're doing as a family each time we go on a vacation right <laughs> we're trying to accomplish fun because none of us yeah because none of us are, are it's, not, it's not like all the kids have the same vision so no. we're doing we're all like we do it together and we all walk away with our hands and fists in the air in victory. <laughs> it's it's still even after you accomplish the thing, you're still reminding the kids, wasn't that fun? Totally. Right? Like, didn't we have a great time? Right? You have to. Not everybody has a good attitude. Exactly. It. <laughs> you, you have to give them the language for what the experience was like after the fact, not just what they're going through in it. So it, it, it totally feels like you're pulling people towards something much like team building is. Team building. Yeah. Family building. Totally agree. Family building. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so let's break it down to what we do. Cause our sunny is six Rhodes is four shepherd is two. So we're still in the baby phases where we go to the park a lot. We like to do, um, we've just recently got them new bikes. Sunny's kind of being funny about her big girl bike. She's yeah. not too into it. She's got training wheels still, but her bike is really big now. And, um, I think she's a little intimidated. But Rhodes is taking off on his. So now we're kind of trying to do more like family bike rides. But before that, going to the beach um, is like our go-to. Going to a park with a big field is our go-to. Even um, those trampoline places. Mm -hmm. um, going climbing. Yep. Um, and all this is really fun. And sometimes it's a total... S-H-I-T storm, you know? <laughs> so you go in having very low expectations and you try as a parent to have a good attitude through it. Because it does get, it's right. a bummer when you go, you pay money and we're all rock climbing and then one kid is just like freaking out 
aka maybe Rhodes, <laughs> has a bad attitude about it. And um, it can be frustrating. Yeah. And I think it's like you said before, it's important. Having a, a sense of values and philosophy to why you do these things yes. is like, I think what helps you through the moment because it helps you kind of look past when that's all going south. Right. And you're like, this is hard. And my expectations are low. It's not like it's going to be this huge win every time. That's not the idea. It's little wins. You know, it's like you just, it's practicing it. It's getting into a rhythm of like, okay, we did this again and again and again. And it just, it gets better over time. Yes. And, but it's like, if you maintain, I think that sense of I'm doing this because this is important to the big picture. Right. And you stay committed to that. I think it ends up paying off. It does. Going to the pool is usually always successful for us. Um, also hiking we've tried hiking and that's really hit or miss because sometimes it's super wonderful and they all make it and sometimes andy's walking back to the car carrying three children right <laughs> and it's you know it's funny like we've, we've talked about this before and I, and there's a there's obviously a huge like perception out there that you know what you post on social media is like rarely ever the truth right because <laughs> you see the photos and they look so wonderful and beautiful and you're like look at what that family's doing like they're awesome at traveling why don't we do what they do yeah and Obviously, they're not posting like the photo of their kids sitting on the ground that refused to move for 30 minutes after the fact. <laughs> yes. So it's it's like I, all I'm I'm saying, actually, thank God for the photos, because that for me kind of helps maintain the vision. And because what I'll remember was like we went on a hike in North Carolina just last week. We hiked in pretty far, farther than I thought we would. At the end of it, though, there was this awesome creek. creek. They played in the water for like 45 minutes, catching little fish, trying to catch little fish. And I, that's all the photos I have is is that I don't again I don't have the photos of Sunny sitting on the ground and not wanting to hike back and the hike back was far but I'm gonna forget about that eventually and I'm gonna look back at the photos and remember that and I think again that is what's important or you'll remember and you'll laugh you'll be like oh the dad life right you know because right. that's really it you're just kind of like it is funny in the moment you're hot you're tired you're just like get to the car. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yes, and adjusting with sunflower, having a diagnosis, sometimes different behaviors, you just can't get them to budge. And for sunflower, um, once she's tired and she's done, she's just done. Right. So we've really had to, like, count ourselves down (laughs) off the ledge of, like, okay, be patient. Um, Right now she's still little, so it's easy to just go to the go-to of picking her up. She, I mean, she's barely little anymore. Like it's, she's it's, pretty long. She's pretty and long. It's not that easy, but she's still sick, so we can still pick her up. But I do. I I mentally prepare and think about like when she's older. Oh my goodness! And she decides not to budge. I don't know. I don't need to think about that, but yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we hike now and hopefully build her endurance. And she loves it. It's just it's hard work. Yeah. She just gets to a point and makes a decision. Yeah, makes so, a decision to stop. Right. So when you go out on a day trip, like what's your what's your equipment? Like what do, you, what do you pack? Like what makes what do you bring to make the day easier? Everything is about the food for our kids. And I'm sure other parents would agree. Snacks, plenty of water, a variety of snacks in that case. And then I really noticed um, if it is kind of a big like if it's a hike or if it's going to the beach where sometimes it's a hike back to the car or if it's a pool and they don't want to leave, I need to have an incentive to get them out of whatever they're doing or push them forward. So 
I'm not a big candy fan, but we do use fruit snacks a lot as an incentive. Like, hey, we have a treat at the end to celebrate or, you know, stickers or stamps. I've, I've noticed that when I have made it a point to have those things, um, it's made getting to the end goal to finish well, all that jazz. It's a reward. It's a yeah. reward and it's fun and it's positive. So snacks are important. Um, Sunny's still in pull-ups. So um, I think pull-ups, extra change of clothes because everything we do is messy. And wet. And wet. <laughs> everything. There's they're a creek always or a getting, mud pit or a pool or something. Yeah, or the ocean. Like, yes. Or extra sand. So um, extra clothes. What else? Um, that's pretty much it. Like, I'm not really big on... My kiddos each bringing toys places. I think that sabotages our general adventures. So mm-hmm. I, I'm i not really into that. Sometimes I use it as an incentive, also as a reward. Like, hey, we get back to the car, you have your doll there. Or for the boys, you have your dinosaurs or whatever. But usually I try to pack light. And in our car, our car is awesome. It's um, a big, huge family van um, that we love. What What's the make and model of it? I always forget. Yeah, it's a Ford XLT 150. Yeah, so that's my go-to. I have a huge bin of like extra water, extra snacks, um, extra clothes. So I don't have to carry these things physically, but I know I have a place to go to, to come back to and to change and to do whatever. So I just feel like be prepared, but don't weigh yourself down. Like I just need sunscreen on my kids, maybe a hat and let's go have fun. And I've got the food and that's pretty much it. If we're doing like a day trip, like I try to pack light because if I'm not with you, then it's all on me because our kids are too young to carry their stuff. Right. And it's interesting. Like I'm even having to learn that kind of mentality because when I go places, I think I do kind of over gear myself a little bit. And then you're like, don't bring all that. I don't want you being that dad, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I don't want you to be weighed down. And weighed down. And it's, so it's, it's actually, I, I always have to kind of personally remember that as well. Like, I want to have all the things. I'm like, bring a wagon, throw it all in the wagon, and we'll drag it. <laughs> and it's just like, ah, you just don't need that much stuff. And you might have to put, my thing is, I have to be prepared to carry all of them. Yeah, and I get that. <laughs> and so the more I've thought about that, it's like the arms. like Yeah, because we've gone on a couple hikes lately where I've had to pick up Sunflower and carry her, you know, a mile ish plus <laughs> and if i had to be pulling something else it just wouldn't be possible so I know. yeah that's good that's a good advice yeah so day trips keep it light keep it simple most important thing food um and just whatever they the kids need to be dressed well right. um for traveling maybe long car rides what do you think babe uh yeah, kind of like our weekend trips where we're in the car. Like yeah. we're not that's that's not getting on a plane trip. This yes. is like, you know, we're going to the mountains for a couple of days or we're driving up the coast to go somewhere for a couple of days or whatever it might be. So um we're not I think we've done a good job of like removing the iPad from like our kids like in the past year or so, which has been Right. We kind of just did it and I think it's been like really great Mm -hmm. um especially for sunflower the kid the boys weren't ever too obsessive about it Mm -hmm. but now that we've removed it she doesn't even ever ask for it no so we don't even introduce it in the car so and she also gets car sick so it was actually a really great also um what's it called like it 
encourage us not to do it because we're like, well, we can't have her getting sick. Right, right. So, so it's kind of for what it's worth. If most people might use something like that, put on a movie or whatever, um, we actually don't do that. So, um, they have books. They they kind of conk out. They, our kids sleep in the car pretty well. Yeah. So if if it's only a four hour or five hour drive, they they're asleep like half that time. Right. So that's pretty easy. And then songs and music, we do yeah. that. Sunny um, loves to draw. We do like um, magic marker stuff or water pens kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, and we stretch out everything. Like if they're really enjoying singing, if they're if we try and play like I Spy. I always think it's like such a perfect time car rides to really just kind of sit in the moment and stretch out everything. Yeah, Mercedes is probably the Clark Griswold of, <laughs> of the road trips. Let's sing songs together, you know, really in for it. I, I will admit, I could probably be the guy that's got a podcast in my left ear while I'm driving, and, and she's the one entertaining the kids. I think I would be perfectly satisfied with that. But I like his participation. But though. I'm involved. I participate. Um, and uh, stops. Yeah. We're okay with frequent stops. If we're on a long car ride, we and if I'm on day trips, since Sunflower is in pull-ups, but she is also in the potty training stage, for like ever now, but that's all right. Um, we do have a little potty that we put in our car mm-hmm. so that if we do have to pull over on the side of the road randomly, then we will. And whoever needs to go of our kids in the little potty, they'll go in the little potty. Yeah. Super flexible, easy, no big deal. Right. Uh, and one last note, uh, probably about the van. So if you haven't seen it, again, it's the Ford XLT Transit 150. You can stand up in it full, like Mercedes and I, full height. So we're I'm 5'6", and there's probably another six inches of clearance. So it's easy to, even when we're driving, for Mercedes to jump in the back, move around, yeah. like help a kid if they need something. Even with that little potty, it feels like we have a whole huge space in the back of the van for to be able to do that. And, and we don't have to even worry too much about like... How well is it packed? Is it all stacked properly? Like for our couple day trips or that type of thing, a lot of times it feels like everything's literally just thrown into the back. And yeah. so that kind of uh, makes it makes it a bit easier sometimes with with that. So it's kind of that little bit of a difference, I think, for us has made all the difference of not having to feel like you're ducking. Like if you're in a minivan or like a different kind of van where you don't have that height. It it gets for me. It's like it was like real straining for a while. Like in our other our well, other because car. we have three kids still in car seats. Exactly right, and right. they all need help with their car seat straps. So that was just like alleviated. Yeah, that's the last thing I'll say about it. It was that's been the the biggest thing I've noticed about switching to a van like that because it was like oh I feel like I'm just walking around in it. I'm not hunched trying to crawl through spaces <laughs> and our car is all stacked and packed so I can't move anything. Brain. Yeah. It's all it's like there's a room and that's yeah. what we needed most, I think, was was space. Totally. So, okay. So the big ones. We we just got back from a trip from North Carolina. So we just we're fresh off of traveling on the plane, mm-hmm. doing the long haul trips. Um what have we learned from those? What works well for us with those? Um, again, airplane ride snacks, Sunny is gluten and dairy free. So I always have to remember that the airport food or whatever we find is not going to probably be accommodating to her. Um, so I've definitely have to pack for her, um, plenty of food. Our flight was like five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so not terrible, but long enough for things to go wrong if they need be. <laughs> right. For sunflower. We usually um, bring her car seat because she's just so comfortable in her car seat and um, she falls asleep easily in it. This time around, we so we did that trick. She's six. 
the flight on the way to North Carolina, it worked great. But on the way back home, she was like not interested in her car seat at all. Yeah. So that was like presented a new challenge. So I feel like hmm, we have to go back to the drawing drawing board and see what makes her excited to stay in her seat. Um, also because Sunny, she likes to kick the front seat a lot or mm-hmm. like push on the um, tray, like put it down, put it up push on it right. she's very active and the seat in that case the seat works against us because the seat raises her up and pushes her forward in the seat so she's really close to the tray and really close to the seat in front of her so she can easily right. kick it when she's just sitting in uh, a normal chair i noticed her feet barely touch the seat in front of her and she can't reach the the latch to bring the the tray table down As so well. Right. So again, just observing the small things and on the travel and that. And again, Mercedes does a great job with games that she brings. Again, like we didn't. I mean, we did in this case. I think use like my phone to at least watch like some movies and some shows along the way. Um, but the on the way there, it was really successful. The games, I think, and drawing and all of that, they did a great job at. The way home was much harder this time. And the time of day was harder. So the way there, we were able to. Um, fly over a relatively time that they nap right? or that shepherd actually naps and then sunflower will sleep. Rhodes is not a sleeper. So he stays awake, but he's actually the one that's the most calm in an airplane. Most self-entertaining. Situa- yeah. yeah. So he was golden, but um, yeah. So on the way there, Sunny and shepherd slept for a good two hours, which is like hallelujah. And then when they were awake, we just really tried to stretch out books and coloring i had this fun little tape project where it's like a whole book of different characters and you can put washi tape over certain areas that they have highlighted and they loved that and it was hands-on so then i have to be hands-on which is good i feel like i need these moments in life to be stretched to play with them a little bit longer than when we're at home and we play dolls a little bit maybe legos a little bit and then i go and try and do housework or my own thing um, it was fun to just sit in the plane and have nothing to do, nowhere to go, and do an activity with them. Right. Um, can, I, can I say, so before, yes. um, the one thing that we started doing a few years ago, which I think has been, makes all the difference on the front end, especially for me. So, you know, quick little history. I don't like to fly and travel. <laughs> I should say I, I didn't like to fly and travel. Yeah. I still don't really love to fly, right. but I love to travel. Um, yeah. But I always had hard times in airports because I get, I'm highly sensitive. I get anxiety very quickly. I get overwhelmed very easily. With more kids, it makes it far more difficult. But what we, I can't remember who gave us this tip, but we, someone had told us to actually add um, disability assistance for for sunflower right so for, to her ticket right. so then what happens is when you get to the airport i mean the most efficient way you could do it is if, if someone dropped you off and you were able to do curbside you could literally go curbside drop your bags and get assistance from the curb to the gate right in our case it's a little different but we still get assistance from the ticketing counter and then get to the gate and you skip the line. Mm-hmm. So we, so they basically escort you through security. Mm-hmm. Um, you cut the line. She sits in a wheelchair and loves the ride. Right. And so and this this helps us from like her wanting to run, not standing in the line and she can't stay still. I mean, it's a huge Or not carrier like if she doesn't want to walk. Exactly. So I mean, this is a, this is a life hack 101. So with this one, I mean, and then they they help you all the way to the gate. Right. 
And then when you get there, because you had that assistance, you get like first pre-boarding privilege. So it's mm-hmm. ahead of fa- like other families of kids and all of the like first class and business boarding. So you get you can get on the plane first. So I just think that little tip and that little um, piece of, I guess, unique kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but. Life hack is the term. How do you life, ha- how life do you hack? Tra- it's a travel hack. It's a travel hack for families raising a person with a different ability. Yes, I was going to say it it's only applies to us. So. Yeah, it only applies to us. <laughs> but I mean, for people who are listening to this show, that's a lot of you. Yes. You know, and if you haven't realized that that's something you could do, you could do that. And right. it's a huge benefit. So that's a, been a huge benefit. And some people may not like taking advantage of those services. But um, if you can, I think you should because it's out there. And it helps traveling, especially if you're a big family like us. It helps um, with getting from point A to point B more successfully, especially in an airport situation where you kind of need to move fast. Um, So definitely look into that. Okay, so along the note of traveling, um, sometimes it can be difficult traveling with people who or families who are not raising a person with Down syndrome or raising um, a person with a different ability or don't have a lot of experience with the person with a different ability. And um, I've only experienced this a couple of times. A lot of our trips we've taken have been with family where it's easy to talk to them about little quirks that Sunny has, um, which usually entail like she might go in your room (laughs) She might get into your stuff, you know, like just be aware and just come tell us if you need help with anything. And um, Ksenia is our little explorer and she loves to find people's treasures. And um, (laughs) even the beach house has happened this last time in North Carolina where she would go in a room and lock the door and be playing with um, some of our family members stuff. Um, So... I feel like it just opens up conversation for those people in our lives, our family members or close friends that we may want a vacation with in the future um, to understand Sunflower more and to even get a peek into our dynamic of our family. So even some it's challenging and can be tiring. I still think it's worth it in the long run um, to travel with other families who aren't raising child with different ability to travel with your family Um Because I just feel like there's no better way for other people to really get to know Sunflower um, unless they spend time with her and see all the um, parts of her as far as like when she's thriving and having a great time and when she's so tired from all the go-go of a vacation and, you know, she's struggling and how we work through that as a family, which can also, that's advocacy right there, like... At, at every point and every moment, which can be tiring and may scare some of you, we're kind of being advocates. One of the best advice I've ever gotten, or I guess the best um, knowledge I ever got was from Kathy, who I used to work for this family. The mom's name is Kathy and her daughter's name is Jacqueline and Jacqueline has Williams syndrome. And I was her one-on-one friend that would take her out on little fun outings during the day while her mom worked and um, she, when I was training and when she was talking to me about being out and about with Jacqueline, she was telling me that people are watching how I treat her 
and they will treat her by my example and um and they will learn from my example and that really stuck with me and has always stuck with me and i and i see that with sunflower like um i think people will model what i show they will um also take into account how i'm handling sunflower in positive situations difficult situations or sad situations i think we're just always constantly modeling and shaping what it looks like to change the narrative and that's even within our family because our family um is watching us as well so that they can interact even better or i don't know with more knowledge with their loved one with a different ability so um i think traveling uh lends to experiencing that more and in the world experiencing more of sunflower our child with a different ability like going to north carolina we ran into a um a mom or was she a grandma a grandma who had who has a grandson with down syndrome and she immediately had to stop and see sunflower and wanted to chat with me and that's really beautiful and i love that and there was tons of people around and they were just kind of like listening to our conversation and I just feel like I love that. You never know where that will go. You never know how far that trickles. Just every encounter um, from afar, whether you notice that someone's noticing you and your family or not, just it's all a trickle effect. And mm-hmm. um, it's really important to put yourselves out there. Yeah, I think I could maybe help like wrap up that thought. Like I think another part, is so time we've talked about how time and exposure is really important so obviously choosing to travel with friends and family who don't have other people with different abilities in their lives but i think this extra piece is also an invitation of participation you know when you travel then with your friends and you're out it's like yeah they they're gonna there's gonna be moments where they're the ones who are with your kid like they have to participate with them not just oh you guys are with us but you guys are always around and always able to handle sunflower it's like no, you're fine too. Mm-hmm. You know, if like if the kids are running after and, and you're the one that's watching the three kids, meaning like one of your friends, it's just it's helping them like learn how to participate with her and be hands on and talk to her directly and have their own interactions. I think that's a really important piece, especially mm-hmm. on the family side too. It's not them just watching us do the work. It's really like, yeah, you can entertain them too. You can play with them too. Like mm-hmm. they do things um, just like their siblings do. And y- you're your dynamic to who you are to them isn't any different. You're still the grandparent. You're still the aunt. You're still the uncle. You're and, still the neighbor, the friend. Right. And so you participating with them, I think, is that other extra piece to help realize, oh, there's a lot of um, you know, regularity and normalcy to do, to doing this. And it isn't as scary in that, that I think that sense of fear falls off much faster than just being the observer. You have to actually step in and start participating. Right. I yeah. love that. So... um I, th- that's that, I think a little bit of what it's like to be traveling with us. <laughs> yeah, just we keep an open mindset. We keep showing up even when it's hard. We do complain to each other mm-hmm. right. <laughs> when it is and we hard. Go, and we're always working on that and trying to do it less and trying to remember the big picture. Right, trying to remember the big picture and trying to keep doing it. And it's fun to experience stuff with our kids because we're still experiencing a lot of life too. Like life doesn't stop just because you have kids or, and especially just because you have a kid, a child with a different ability. Yep. Absolutely. Adventure can still be had. Well, that was super fun. Um, and of course, uh, we do have some good news. So, uh, we're going to get to that, uh, right after a word from our sponsor. 
Hi, everybody. I'm so excited for this next part of our show where we share our good news. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Good, good news. news. <laughs> um, okay, babe, do you want to give us the good news? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, Sunflower is swimming. I mean, Woo! so we've been working. Beginner still. Beginner, yeah. We've been working really hard at, at swimming. She's been swimming with floaties for a couple years, but she uh, participated in uh, a week-long camp earlier this summer. And then just as of the past month, she refuses to wear her floaties in the pool. Um, and she is like getting her head down. She is underwater, kicking her legs. And she can, you know, probably swim a solid um, you know, 10 feet, 12 feet, like she'll like kind of go off the steps, swim to me, and then I'll push her back. She, yesterday in the pool, she was like taking herself out along the wall, like from the steps a good distance, and then was trying to swim back to the steps, but would use the wall as her guide and then like reach up and pull herself out if she felt uncomfortable. So she even found her own way to teach herself. So I'm just, I'm enamored watching her do that. I think that's just so much fun. And she she's so brave and so motivated so motivated and so confident and it's just such a blessing and shepherd is here on the podcast he's helping us <laughs> yes. out yeah singing in the background yeah hey shepherd shepherd do you like to swim yeah yeah you do are you wearing your floaties right now yeah <laughs> he is yeah yeah so um and actually we do have some voicemails so uh, that you have called in and that you have left on the show, so we're going to go ahead and uh, get to those right now. Hey ladies, my name is Laura and I'm from Saskatchewan, Canada. Archie is my son and he has Down syndrome. I just realized that my good news is a year old already. I was inspired tonight by your guys' episode that I was listening to with Amanda Booth about owning your influence and I realized that I have some good news that I should share. Last year, Archie was in the hospital with croup as he's on oxygen and needed some extra precautions. There were a bunch of nursing students hanging around the Pease ward and they seemed to really take a liking to my boy and I can't blame them. None of them talked about Down syndrome or asked about it and it just didn't sit well with me. It was important to me that they knew it should be talked about. I told their instructor that if some of them wanted to stop by our room to meet Archie, I could tell them a little bit about him and some interesting facts about Down syndrome. They came and I was shaking a little from the excitement I felt introducing them to Archie and sharing our story. I included the proper way to refer to an individual who has Down syndrome. I like to think that they will remember his sweet face and his young mother in her pajamas and we will have changed the way they speak and think forever. Thank you guys so much for your podcast. I love listening. Have a nice night. Hi, my name is Alyssa Jones and I have a son, his name is Arlo, and he is three and a half. Um, we have been working, obviously, on trying to sit on the potty, and that has always been a challenge, and he is just, I don't know, traumatized by it, and always just get fussy and not want to go. Um, I was talking or chatting with some friends and uh, mentioned the idea of making it uh, an activity. And so the other day I asked him, hey, do you want to do an activity on the potty? And he said, yeah. So for the first time, he walked over to the potty willingly, allowed me to place them on there, and he was totally fine. And we played catch with the ball back and forth. He was laughing. 
and it wasn't a stress factor and crying and upset of get me off and all done. He actually said yes, and he sat there. So he didn't go to the bathroom, but that's okay. He sat there, and he was happy about it, and that is good news for me. All right. We've had so much fun. Thank you for listening and tuning in to Andy and I talking about travel with our little ones. Hope you enjoyed. Um, a big thank you to Andy, <laughs> right in front of me, who will be editing this podcast and putting it out there <laughs> for you to hear. And um, thank you to Val Schleider, who is also director and um, does all the things in the background for us that us ladies could not live without. Thank you, Val. We love you. Thank you to our sponsors and all of you who have shared the Lucky Few podcast with your friends and who have listened faithfully and cheered us on. Um, Our amazing sponsors make this podcast happen every week. If you or your organization is interested in supporting the work we do here, Reach out to us and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps other folks find us. And remember that you are dear listeners um, out there supporting your loved ones with Down syndrome. You are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter. Keep going. We're cheering you on and we'll see you next Monday on the Lucky Few Podcast. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Lucky Few Podcasts. Remember to review our show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all social media at the Lucky Few Pod. You can also support the show now via Anchor.fm just by going to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can begin your support right now. Lastly, send us your good news by going to theluckyfewpodcast.com and sending us a message via text, voicemail, or email. See you next time.